good morning and welcome to a, another Sunday morning with us and another installment and uh, good to have you all here today you know it's uh God gives us encouragement in diff- different ways and it was nice to hear this morning that what we're doing triggers things and and uh, we heard how that there was something and then there was that little seed to say, wait a second, we've been talking about that. Let me go back and look and revisit where we've been. And that's what it's all about. That's what we got all this here for. So we can go back and revisit and look at what God has for us. And it's more than just a, a one and done. It's a, a constant state of learning and growing. And it's something that we have to do if we want to have that personal relationship with God. And we want to have everything that he has for us. And it's all building blocks. We get little pieces here and there, and we keep putting the little pieces together, and it keeps building something bigger and bigger, working on seeing that whole picture and that whole purpose. Let's start with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we ask thank you for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to get into it. Father, we ask you to just take myself out of the way. Father, and let your true message shine through. Open our hearts and minds to receive it, Lord. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So, uh... We've been talking about our our interactions and what it means to be a parent. We talked about last week uh, nature versus nurture. Do we are we born certain ways? And uh, we talked about that. We talked about how the environment shapes what we do, and that's with with everything. Our image of God and our image of the world is shaped a lot of times by what we know, what we've learned, what we've seen, and not always by, by the truth. And God has a very different outlook than we do from our outlook, from what we can see, because we only know till right now. We can only see what is right in front of us. We can only base ourselves on what we have, what we know. Let's look at our our word for today, for our our baseline here. And that's going to come from Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while may be found call upon while he is near let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man and his thoughts and let him return unto the lord and he will have mercy upon him and for our god he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways saith the lord for the heavens are higher than the earth So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know, uh, there's a few examples how we do things. Man encounters a problem. He comes to a river, and he needs to cross it. What does man do? Man, he builds a bridge. Man will build a raft. Or man will take his chances and just forge the river. But God sees that river, and he has a whole different outlook on it. He will part the waters. He will make the water stand at bay, 
allowing you to walk through on dry land. When man gets hungry, he goes and finds something to eat. He seeks out a store. He seeks out a restaurant. He seeks out the refrigerator. He has to go find something to eat. When God wants to feed you, he multiplies the fish. He rains manna from heaven. God does it in an unexpected way. He does it in a way that we've never even thought of before. When we're thirsty, we look for a source of water. We look for a source of a drink. God simply says to tap on the rock and the water will come through. We, we give up. We allow things to subside to our circumstances. And God says, nothing is impossible to me. God is the one that raises the dead. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forward. And he did. Jesus lay in the grave and God raised him. We simply give up. God's ways are not our ways. And that's where we run into so much problem. We are our planners. If you're going to have a wedding, it takes months and months of planning. You have to gather all the things. You need, you need a caterer. You're going to need someone to make the cake. You're going to need someone to do the flowers, someone to do the photography. And all of these pieces have to come together. And despite all of our best efforts, things may not be perfect. Whatever the prognosis or the problem that we're faced, we try to come up with different scenarios and different ways that we can overcome it. But the problem is that we always don't always know what all the parameters are. We can't see the unknown. We can't see the future. We can only see what is right in front of us. And that's where God differs because he knows everything. He can see all the way to the end. He knows every different possible outcome and how every person involved is going to react. How every situation will turn out. He knows the exact way to get us from point A to point B. To fulfill our purpose. We can only do based on the knowledge that we have and what is put in front of us. People born evil. We talked about last week that there's things sometimes that happen because we're born into a sinful world that cause us to act or do a certain way. And that we can overcome these things through the power of God. Many more times we are driven by the environmental forces that are around us. 
the people that we associate with, the people that raise us, can influence how we see and view the world. And the world is constantly wanting us to have a negative image of God. In our own knowledge, our own vision is very limited. So what we do is we take God and we put him in a box. And we limit his power to what we see and know. And we believe that he can only do what we know is possible. And then when we step out a little bit further in faith, oftentimes we get disappointed because we don't think God is reacting in a way that he should be reacting. God has purpose in everything that he does. And the world tells us that we have that same power. We possess that power through Jesus Christ. Comes from the kingdom of heaven that he had. The power that allows us to heal the sick, to raise the dead. Jesus tells us that we will go on to do the things he did and even greater things. We have that ability. It is a God-given ability. Through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, through his blood, we are able to access that power. You know, the problem is that we don't have the faith to be able to do that. We struggle a lot in this world. A lot. I would say we struggle more than anything else. And no matter what your economic status is, your social status is, no matter the color of your sin, your color of your skin, your gender, what you identify as, any of these things, no matter what you are, we face problems. We have situations. We have needs to be filled. We have difficulties because we live in a sinful world. We live in a world that is overran by Satan. And that is part of the problem with that that we are going to have issues and people say well if god loves us so much why does he allow this to happen why does he allow this to happen because of purpose god needs us to cling to him we have no purpose without god we were never meant to survive and to be on our own without him. He was meant to be a constant presence in our life. He gives us Genesis and he paints a picture of the Garden of Eden and what that was like. Because that is how life was supposed to be for us. Living in paradise, everything provided, and in the presence 
of God. But our loving God that gives us everything, including free will and the choice to make decisions, did that just so, and we made a mistake. And don't think that because it happened so long ago, because it was the acts of certain people that it changes anything for you because we are all still making that same mistake today over and over again. Every day we wake up and sin. Every day we say, here you go, Satan. This world is yours. We do it in our actions. We do it in our speak. We do it in our thoughts. Every day we turn the world right back over to Satan. We see it from the state of it. We see it from what the masses believe. We see it from our own actions. And we want to blame God. Even Adam said, it was the woman that you gave me. It is so easy to do. It's so easy just to, to blame God. God wants us to be strong. God wants us to cling to Him. And we see how fast our faith wavers. And when we see how fast our faith wavers, it makes it real easy to see why God is not moving faster. We live in the, the age of instant. We want our coffee instant. We want to skip through commercials. We want one day shipping. We want all of our needs to be met and we want it yesterday. You know, this uh, concept of time calendars is a man creation. It's a way of, of checking off the, the seconds. God is infinite. The beginning, the end. And he's not pressured. He's not in the parameters of our system of time. Think how great God is. We're so pressured by time. We need the things to happen now. We got to be at certain places at a certain time. We, our lives revolve around it. But then also we waste it and we squander it away. Because it's limited. There's only so much of it and it's something you can't get back. And we do things with it that's unproductive and useless and sometimes even counterproductive. But God is not restrained by time. God is not changing. We are driven by our emotions, our feelings. 
and someone could say something to us or do something to us and there's not even any real harm there. It wasn't done purposely. It wasn't done to cause harm, but yet we can get our feelings hurt. And this could change our whole outlook on how we feel for a person. But look at God. We mistreat Him every day. We ignore Him. We don't give Him the credit. We don't show Him any love. We blame Him. And it doesn't change one bit of how He feels for us. He continues to love us. And we look at people and we see their actions and we see that they're, they're bad in our eyes and we see them do negative things and they produce rotten fruit and we wonder how could God care about this person? Why don't he take him out? And it's because that God is not driven by emotion and he loves each and every one of us. Each and every one of us has a chance for redemption. Each and every one of us has a chance to change. Each and every one of us has a chance to seek out and find and be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We've seen the thief hanging on the cross and Jesus said, On this day that you will be with me in paradise. But yet we'll have people that will point our finger and cast out because we don't like a certain action or behavior that someone's made a mistake or done something they don't like and we don't want to be no part of our association, of our church, of our community. God constantly forgives, forgives, forgives. And He chooses to forget. You know, that's another thing. We have to really work out what we're going to let go. See, God chooses. He takes your sin. You confess it to Him. He forgives you and He chooses to not remember it anymore. To not to hold it against you. And we try to do things like that sometimes, but yet then it kind of comes roaring back. And when our emotions take over again, here comes that thing that harmed us and we want to throw it back and use it for a weapon. We are made in God's image, but we fail to act like Him. We fail to try to act like Him. And it comes from every walk of life. We have the ones, they go to church every Sunday, they exclaim the name of Jesus, but their actions show something totally different. And when something doesn't fit the story they want to tell, when something doesn't fit the image they want to see, then be gone. When battling healing, we need healing. In many different ways. And we want that to be able to just wake up and everything be set right. But we don't want to put any, any faith into it. We don't want to put any work into it. God wants more than to just meet us at the finish line. God wants to see us through the journey. 
He wants to be there with us every step of the way. And every step is important. Because it builds faith. How many times has a loved one, instead of getting better, they start to get worse? Or they die? So many times have I seen that during this process, it's an instantaneous turning away from God. We see that prayer of desperation. And notice my wording there. Prayer of desperation. Not a prayer of faith. So many times, instead of God being a constant in our lives, He's there as a last resort. I'm not going to worry about praising you. I'm not going to worry about praying to you. I'm not going to worry about you handling my day-to-day. But when I can't do anything else, and this is all I got left, I'm going to turn to you. And because you're God, you're supposed to fix everything. We don't see the whole picture. We don't know what we want, how that's going to affect the world. How's this going to affect us? How's it going to affect the other people involved? We don't know. And it's really easy to, to blame and point because we don't like the way things, how it makes us feel. We don't like how it affects our emotions. So we get mad at God for it. We feel like we're betrayed, we're hurt, we're harmed because he didn't answer our prayers in the way that we wanted him to. God hears each and every word. And God has an answer for each and every thing. Oftentimes, there's a real lack of faith. Not only into, for God, but a lack of faith in themselves. That they don't want to do their part. They got to be strong. They got to push through. Have to get out of that comfort zone. Has to push through the pain a little bit. Imagine what Jesus went through. All the while. Growing up as a son of God. But not being able to have that believed. Not being able to have that that benefit. He was laughed at. He was mocked. The emotional pain and the solitude. The 
the solitude. You know, even though he was surrounded by his apostles, his followers, even though he had these people in his life, even even his mother, at the young age when he's teaching at the synagogue, she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, don't you understand? I'm doing my father's work. No one really, truly understood. They kept expecting him to rise up right then. They kept getting it wrong. So no matter how many people was around him, no matter how many people loved him, there was always that disconnect. And with that, a solitude. To the ultimate solitude, or hanging on the cross, where God himself could not look upon him. What a loneliness. What a dark time that had to be. What an emotional pain that had to be. Carrying the sins of the world. What kind of depression and anxiety must that have caused being able to have to see and feel all of that that he did for us. Physical pain. The beating. The thorns. The crucifixion. All for us. We have the same power. And I don't believe there's nothing else on earth that can generate the kind of emotional and physical pain that Jesus went through. And if he could do that, then we can certainly survive anything that the world has to throw at us. Jesus has already defeated the world. He's already defeated Satan. All of his weapons are ineffective. God has purpose. And when we see that things are not going the way we want, even when we we lose a loved one, You know, that's still answered prayer. They're no longer suffering. They're no longer in pain. And as a born-again believer, they're in paradise. We face the fear Because there's a a loneliness, there's a, a loss. And we don't want to have these emotions stirred up. But we do have something that will ease that, and that is God. He is there to see us through each and every situation. He's building us tougher, stronger. 
through every situation that we struggle through and he sees us through, he is making us better. So the next time something happens, it's a little bit easier and a little bit easier because we've already been through the hard spots. And it's just another hard spot to overcome. We pray and oftentimes what we pray for someone that we're not seeing the results because we want something different than they do. We want to see things the way we see them. But we forget that there's, there's other eyes that see things differently. And there's only one way to truly see it, and that is through God's eyes, through God's way. He gives us all of this information to help us through so we can cling to him. And we may not always get the way things the way we want them. Things that may not always be in our time or the way we want to do it. But God has a purpose. And he has a way. And he has a system. And his way is always going to be best. And just because we can't see it, just because we can't feel it, just because it's over the horizon and we can't see that far doesn't mean it's not there. That is where faith truly comes in. You know, we're always looking for a way to ease the woes of the world. We're always looking for that, that one thing that's going to make things better. Well, if I had a, a better job or if I didn't have to work, if I had more money, if I had a bigger house, if I had a newer car, if I had a, a wife or a husband, or if I could have a baby, if it, there's always something that we're seeking to try to enhance our lives. But the thing of it is, that's only stuff. That's only things that's for of this earth. And it's only temporary. And that every thing that we think is going to enhance our lives in some way is going to make things more difficult. There's always a trade-off with everything that we do. If you win the lottery, well, that's great. And you have all this disposable income now. But then you're going to have the headaches of all the people that's going to want to you to invest, to help them with their problems, to give them this, to give them that. You're going to have to have ways to protect it and to deal with all the things of, of taxes and, and all the things that come with managing a large sum of money. Bigger houses, new technology, that comes with learning curves of having to learn how to do new things and be able to function with it and things not working and being able to deal with 
these different things that come with new technology. You know, sometimes I wish we could travel back in time when things were a lot simpler, when things wasn't so automated, when things just seemed to work. You would think now with the, all the technology and manufacturing projects that things would work better. But yet, we have companies that are worried about a profit margin, so we cut corners. We change things up and use inferior parts, and things are not made to last anymore. There's no pride in craftsmanship. It's get a product out, get it sold, and make that profit. And even people. You know, you, you have that, that brand new baby, and they're so cute and sweet as long as they're sleeping. But we go through the them sleepless nights where they are up and changing diapers and warming up bottles and, and all the things that come with that. There are, are trade-offs. And even when we meet that perfect person and they seem like a dream, there's going to be situations where they can be a temporary nightmare. But the one constant, the one thing that's always on our side, the one that always loves us no matter what we do, no matter what our actions are, their feelings for us do not waver. They know how to handle us perfectly and everything that we need, and that is God. He is the same then, now, and in the future. His word doesn't change. So many times we want to look at it and say, oh, that don't apply anymore. That don't apply anymore. It was a different time. No. God's word is timeless, and it works in any situation. And to deny that is just simply trying to follow your wants and not God's wants. And it's all for, for purpose. There is nothing we can do in the natural of the world, in the natural of ourselves, that will give us total and complete happiness. The only thing that we can do to achieve that Zen, that Nirvana, that purpose that we want for our lives is to truly 100% seek God, to turn ourselves over to Him. We see Peter sleeping in the jail. We see Paul locked up and beaten, but they're perfectly content because they've reached that point where God is the only thing that matters. And we have such a long road to go and so much to overcome. But it can be done if we just choose to do so. We are going to make sacrifices in this world. We are going to have to do things that we don't want to do. We are going to have to deny our flesh. We are going to experience pain. We are going to experience heartache. 
These are all things of the world. So if we're going to have to do these things anyway, if we're going to have to give things up, why not do the things for God? Why don't we give up the things of the world, the things that God says to leave alone and turn to him so we can, in return, as our reward, receive the things from the kingdom of heaven. To seek and receive God's love. To let him be our source. We uh, see on reality TV, people will do all kinds of crazy things, either for the glory or for the money. They'll go off to some strange island and they'll be bitten by bugs and do crazy challenges and eat crazy things. All for the name of, of stardom. Why won't we give God a chance? People want to show how, how strong they are, how brave they are, and what they can accomplish. Well, here's the ultimate challenge. Give it to God. See what that does for your life. See what that does for your stardom. Because I guarantee you that once you truly turn yourselves over to Him, and you, people can start seeing God work in your life. When you start to, to become a, a Joseph where everything you touch becomes great because you have God right there with you, people are going to take notice of that. And it's like they're going to want to know what is it that you're doing? What makes you different? Why is your life this way? And it's not just the things like that. Whenever tragedy, whenever troubles strike, and you just let them wash over your back. That they don't stick to you. They don't weigh you down. And they say, well, how is it you're so calm? How is it that you're not, no, you're not worried? How is it that you're not in fear right now? And it's because I have God in my life. That I have total and complete faith that He's going to handle any situation that comes my way. That He's going to see me through. And you know what? If He doesn't, if I can't overcome this, if it takes me out of this world, then praise God, I will be in heaven with Him. I'm going to be with my Lord and Savior. There is no downside to choosing God. You can follow His word to the letter and there is no downside. Your life will be no worse. If there was no reward at the end, if there was nothing else, your life would be no worse. But it has all the potential in the world to be great. To have peace. To have peace. You know, you can have all these different things. But what is more grand than peace? Money comes and goes. People comes and goes. But when every time we face a situation to have peace in that situation, that is something grand. And that is something that only God can provide.